You are now listening to Locked On 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, we're going to be dissecting Daryl Morey's comments about whether the Sixers need a trade or not. Let's get into it. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today, we are going to dissect Daryl Morey's comments. We're going to discuss whether Matisse Thibel is actually untouchable. And we're also going to talk about some other young players that we believe are untouchable at the upcoming trade deadline. I am Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire, joined by the OG Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, what's going on, my man? What's good, young buck? (laughs) I'm I'm good, man. You, you see, this is nice. You know, we got the, we got the OG, we got the Yumbo. We feel we we feeling good about this, man. We're feeling good. Yeah, we're feeling good. We're feeling great. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're feeling good, Keith. But why not great, right? <laughs> not I know, great? right? That's what I'm saying. You gotta feel great. You gotta feel great. I was about to say something about Michigan football, but I didn't want to. They get off topic. <laughs> oh no! Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, it hurts. It hurts, Keith. That that New Year's Eve loss. It hurts. Hey, hey, by the way, y'all, I just I just want to let y'all know that, you know, so Kai is was was born in Michigan and he's a diehard Michigan fan. So he he kind of like quietly, secretly turned me into a little bit of a little bit of a Michigan like <laughs> believer. But then as soon as when Michigan lost, I kind of like turned on Kai. <laughs> so so that's the inside joke. Like, I'm going to talk about Michigan. You know, talk about the Wolverines. Like, no, nah, don't do that, man. Please don't do that. <laughs> On another note, let's just, let's just kind of talk Sixers, man. I don't, I don't want to talk about Michigan at all. I mean, this is a horrible loss in the college football playoff. <laughs> so, Keith, um, on Thursday afternoon, Sixers president Daryl Morey hopped on the Mike Missinelli show of uh, over at 97.5 The Fanatic. And, you know, he had some interesting comments, but it was, already, it was kind of mostly stuff we already knew. Um like, uh, you know, Ben, we're, we're trying to trade Ben, but we want to get the most value for him. You know, stuff we've already heard, you know. Um, but the thing that the the quote that really stuck out to, stood out to me, I should say, is he talked about his meeting with Clutch Sports, right? And he was like, listen, uh, I think action comes from dialogue. And that meeting was really about getting the dialogue to a better place. And that's continued. My conversations with Ben Simmons, Rich Paul, his agents, Elton, uh, I'm not going to get into specifics, but there's been more conversations with Ben directly. So basically, Keith, it just kind of feels like maybe they weren't talking for a while, the two sides. But like now they're beginning to talk again. And maybe that could be a good thing for the future. I'm not really sure. You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, at, at this particular point, like only how I think it will be a good good for the future is if they say Ben decides, like, hey, I want to stay. Right. And they say, hey, we want you to stay. Like, I, I think at this particular point, yes, it's great to be cordial because, you know, you you never and I think both sides are professional. You know, I have the utmost respect for both sides. But in regards to staying cordial, so, you know, you can pr- probably work something out um, with other people, like other clients and things like that, that they might have. But I don't really think at this particular point, I mean, and maybe I'm just you know, negative Nelly, uh, but but I just don't think at this particular time, the way we saw how this thing has gone, 
with Ben Simmons being fined, you know, for, hey, he didn't tape his ankles. We're going to find him, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, and the guy not re refusing to play for the team. I just don't see that this being something that really can be, you know, uh, repaired, so to speak. Now, it's great that they got together. To me, that's more of a sign of saying, like, whoa, they they weren't, like, communicating like that. You know what I mean? Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have been. But I think right now the, the big thing for this whole Ben Simmons thing is finding someone for him, finding a spot for him. I don't think, like, it, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really fit, uh, get the same vibe from that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of look at it, and, and he kind of added on to it, and he said that the one thing that we're all in agreement is we are looking for a win-win trade, right? So as you mentioned, a win for Ben would be finding him a spot that would be good for him, and for the Sixers, a win on their side would be to get what they believe they can get for Ben Simmons, right? So I, I look at, you know, the Sixers, and I look at this whole situation, and I look at Daryl's comments, and you know, I think everybody is kind of like in agreement that they want to get things going. But Daryl also did mention that it, it takes two to get a trade done, right? And the Sixers aren't just going to settle for any old Joe Schmo. They're going to try to get the most value that they possibly can for Ben Simmons. So right now they're not getting the, you know, the offers that they think that they should get for Ben. And just right now, things just aren't working out right now. So they're trying to get a trade done, but just they're not just also going to, you know, just give them away. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and that's the thing, um, you know, to, to me, like you said, the one thing that really stuck out to me with that one was when he said, you know, it it sometimes it takes three teams, three parties. So that's the tough part when yeah, you get a too. third team involved, because, you know, to me, that sounds like Tobias. Right. I mean, right. that sounds like who's going to take on Tobias, who's going to take on that salary. So. You know, right now you got to talk to teams and, and like basically that's where it comes in at like, OK, we need some we, we need some uh, draft picks. You know, we need to do this. We need to do that to entice a team like uh, Oklahoma City Thunder or someone like that to take them. But they're going to want the draft picks. And I'm not just saying that's a I'm just saying a team like them. So so to me, that's the tough part. Um, also, let's let's be 100. The tough part is the Sixers want to win the trade. Right. Well, but you're going to tell me you want to win a trade. And I'm just saying what opposing teams are thinking. You want to win a trade for a guy who refused to play for you, a guy who you don't think can win it, you can win a championship with. So you're really trying to unload him, but you want to win the trade. So right. that's where it's like it comes to the tangle. And people don't want to tangle. You know what I mean? Because it's like typically when a guy refuses to play, his stock drops. When yep. there's a guy that you that 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 you feel like you need to upgrade a position, his stock drops. So typically you tend to have to give somebody some additional assets to move that salary. But at the same time, the Sixers want to win it. So they want you to take him but they also want you to overpay for a guy who refuses to play and a guy who you don't, you think you don't think you can win with. So that's the tough part right there. Yeah. And 
I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about the other day. And, and I always said, oh, I think Ben Simmons has to play. But I don't think Ben Simmons has to play for himself. You know, because as you mentioned, everybody knows who Ben Simmons is, right? I think Ben Simmons has to play for the Sixers to get what they want. Because as you mentioned, his stock is down because he hasn't played since June 20th. I think game seven was. And it's at a point to where the Sixers kind of want him back out on the floor and be like, and just to improve his stock a little bit and to be able to kind of maybe boost his value a little bit in that way. So while Ben, we, I think everybody in the league understands, knows who Ben Simmons is. He's an elite defender, elite playmaker. He does so much out on the floor and he impacts the game without scoring. But the Sixers on their side need him to play in order to get what they want. Uh, yes, no, but I, I don't think, I mean, I, I think I respect you. You're my man and all that, but I disagree with you. I understand what you're saying, but the reason why I disagree with you, because I, I think that everyone already knows what he is. And like, I think, I don't think, I, I think, I think the best thing for the 76ers to get what they want would be if something dis- disastrously went wrong, or if there's like an elite player who basically like Dame Lillard, who says, hey, you know what? I'm tired of Portland. I want to get out of here. That's how they're going to get what they want. I don't think Ben Simmons coming out there hitting jump shots and stuff like that and dunking on people is going to enable the Sixers to get what they they want. Like, he would have to, like we talked about before, he would have to play, like, son-in-law hitting threes, (laughs) Seth Curry, or he would have to play, like, his older brother, Steph Curry. I mean, and I don't think that's Ben's game. He's not going to do that. You okay. know what I mean? So okay, fair I, enough. I just I, I get where you're coming from, but I just think that like in order for them to get what they because they want a lot for him. You know what I mean? That right. Uh, they demand a lot. Like, you know. So let me ask you this then, Keith. Do you think that the Sixers winning what what do they want? I think they've won 10 of their past 12 games right now. Does that boost Ben's trade value or does it lower it because it shows the Sixers are winning without that's a that's a great another great question um I mean we gotta we gotta keep it 100 who have they defeated now they defeated they defeated Boston yeah they defeated Boston and they defeated Miami they defeated Brooklyn yeah but other than that yeah other than that like you know we talked about it yesterday Joel had to give go go for 50, 50 and 12. The magic. <laughs> yeah. So so I think in a way, I think in a way it kind of hurts the Sixers, the fact that Joel has to do everything that he has to do. I mean, think about it. We're talking about that this winning streak. Joel has been averaging like over 30 points in yeah. all those games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not like they were blowouts either. You know what I mean? So I think that may like hinder them a little bit. Like the best thing that could happen to the Sixers is if Dame Lillard wakes up and says, like, again, I'm not going back to Brooklyn. I mean, Portland or, or James Hartland says, get me out of Brooklyn, get me out of Brooklyn. That's what's going to help the Sixers in my opinion. Yeah. It's kind of beginning to look that way. Right. I thought maybe, you know, the, the, the winning streak could kind of, affect Ben's trade value in some type of way. But I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. We talked about all the time. Sure. They've won 10 of 12, but I mean, it just, it hasn't been all that great. It hasn't been like an impressive win streak per se. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, coming up next, we're going to be talking about Matisse Thibel and whether the fact he really is untouchable or not. But first, let's hear from Bet Online AG. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. Looking ahead to the divisional round of the playoffs, I like the Cincinnati Bengals as a plus three and a half point underdog against the Tennessee Titans. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen in to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Okay, Keith, so Matisse Thibel, obviously he's one of the elite defenders in the game. The fact that he can come off the bench and kind of be a game wrecker in a way, uh, just, you know, with his defensive instincts, his length, he's got good IQ on that end. I mean, it's definitely improved. You know, he still commits some, um, some bad fouls on the defensive end, but he, you know, he's definitely improved in that area. So there was a, you reported the other day that Matisse Dybul is close to untouchable in upcoming. He said there was a report. <laughs> Just yeah, I know, I know. Seriously. I'm sitting here no, acting, like, acting it's like, like it wasn't you. I'm tripping. Oh, um, no, nah, it's all right. Is all right. But you reported that Matisse is close to untouchable. Do you do you truly believe that? Like that 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 maybe Matisse won't be included in any trades. You know, it, it's tough because when they say close to untouchable, that means like if the price is right, he gone. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if the if the price is right, bruh, it was nice knowing. I mean, like like saying there's only one player that's untouchable on this team. And that is um, Joel, right? right? Now, the one thing I will say, like, let's, 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 if, if we want to remember last year, the 76ers could have had Kyle Lowry. Yes. But they didn't want to give up Matisse Seibel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things they didn't want to give him up. Now, I think the thing with Matisse is the thing about the Matisse is you don't want Matisse to go somewhere and work on his J, and then all of a sudden he's a perennial all-star or something like that. I mean, because his defense is that dominant. He's just a consistent jumper away. So I do think that although they say close to untouchable, I do think that unless they get the right person, and I'm talking about got to be something, like, huge, I think that you don't trade Matisse. Like, I can't see you trading Matisse to get Buddy Hilled Halliburton and and Harrison Barnes I don't see that like I I just don't see that you know what I mean now but if it's for a guy that you know that's going to like just take you to the next level yeah I could see if you really want to win a championship next year and you felt that person could oh yeah Matisse he gone (laughs) but but if it's other than that I don't know what's your opinion I, I, I don't I wouldn't say he's untouchable just in my opinion I mean, he's obviously an elite defender and he does, he does so many different things out there in the floor. I think um, there was even one 
game, I think it was against Washington on the day after Christmas, he was a plus 29 on the floor or plus 26, something like that without even scoring. So like that, that's impressive in all Keith, but he's shooting 28.8% from deep, you know, like you, you can't rely on him to hit a corner three pointer, no matter how many times he gets an open look from there. Um, I will say his offense has improved a bit just around the rim. I think he's, I think his field goal percentage around the basket and close shots has improved a bit, but he's still averaging 5.8 points and he's shooting just below 30% from deep. So that is the way I see it. Like if the Sixers can get, you know, like a guy who can shoot a three pointer along with playing solid defense, maybe not the elite defense that Matisse Seibel brings to the table, but the guy who, somebody who can at least shoot, you know, at least league average from deep. I, I, I feel like that should at least be intriguing. Yeah. You know, it, it is. It's, I mean, but again, it's one of those things where it, like we say, it has to be that guy, like that guy. You know, it has to be that guy because, you know, I'm looking at him and I'm looking at all the players he shut down, you know what I mean? And yeah. how he helps them. I mean, they don't win. They don't beat the Golden State Warriors if it's not for Matisse Thibault. And I know Joel was playing, you know, phenomenally like he always does. But they don't win that if if it's not for Matisse Thibel. You know, Agreed. I mean, they, you know, uh, I remember De'Aaron Fox last year was giving Ben Simmons the business. I uh, mean, yeah. the business. And in the fourth quarter, they put Matisse on him and he shut him down. I remember uh, last year, Devin Booker. Devin Booker used to always give Ben Simmons the business. They yeah. put Matisse on him. And then, you know, Devin, it was one of those things where he was working, working, working hard. Like, you know, he was struggling. But then after a while, he finally chipped away and had a big fourth quarter. But Matisse gave him the business. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you just don't want Matisse to go elsewhere and, and find his jumper or find comfort and confidence in his jumper. And you're looking around like, man, we got rid of that dude. Right. You know, that's, right. that's just my thing. But for the right person, you got to get rid of him. I believe you don't have to, but you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. What about, um, and this is just hypotheticals. Like, obviously this would never happen because he, he's not available right now, but what about like what Macal bridges, for example, a guy who's really turned into a three and D player for Phoenix. So like, let, like, let's just say, and again, this would never happen again. The Suns are not making bridges available. This is a, it's hypothetical. So, but like if, if Mikhail bridges became available, would you move a guy like Matisse for him? You know what? I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of like similar players. Mikhail is just a better shooter right now. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, is you know I I don't know I I don't think I would I know some people may argue and say they would and the way you're looking at me I think you would I would but yeah but I I just because I think that like as good as Mikel is a good defender but I, I you know I just think that you know Matisse is the type of guy that you have that can help win a championship and what I mean by that is we're talking about you know, Matisse is starting right now, but he's also one of them quality role guys that can come off the bench. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it was role. Now, Mikel Bridges, you get him, he's just like, you're starting small forward. You know what I mean? He's doing this, he's doing that. So, but I'm looking at Matisse and I'm looking at bench depth. Now, if you say, okay, Mikel, you're going to come off the bench and you're going to do all this other stuff, then maybe it's like apples, you know, it's like comparable. But right, right. now I look at one guy as a, as ascending to be a starter while the other guy is a starter. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Matisse is to me is better as a, you know, on a on a playoff type team, he might be better being as the six man, seventh man. If all of that changes though if he does add that jump shot. Like if he does yeah. if like if he does become somewhere around like a 34% three point shooter even or 35, something like that. Um, then, yeah, I feel like the Sixers should absolutely start Matisse on a regular basis. Now, right now, he's kind of the starter. Uh, but I think that's just because Danny Green has been dealing with a variety of injuries this year. Um, but, and just a kind of looks like, and I think we talked about it before, Danny just hasn't kind of looked like the Danny of last year. Danny shot over 40% from deep last year. This year, he's kind of struggling just because of all the injuries he's had to sustain. It's been a weird year for him. Um, so, like, like with Matisse... I just I, I don't really agree with the whole oh he's totally untouchable thing and and I get what you're saying because they don't beat Golden State without Matisse um he did a hell of a job against the Jays. well you got to realize they didn't say he's totally untouchable they say he's close I close. mean so close. to me like when people say that that gives them a little wiggle room okay you know what I mean? it's all about semantics man it's all about like right if y'all right. want him you're gonna have to give up something. Right. You understand? It, it, it basically, when you say that, it raises his draft stock a little bit. I mean, okay. not draft stock, trade yeah, value stock, a little yes. bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, when you know, you just ain't getting that. Nah, you know, this and that. So, like, to me, if, if they came out and say he's untouchable, he's untouchable. They only have one untouchable player on this team, and that's Joel. So, to me, that's that's the, that's the one thing you got to look into it. Yeah, you know I mean, that's another one too. Yeah, that is a good point because as you mentioned, semantics, words, you know, there's definitely a lot, a lot of stuff that has to go kind of go into it. So, okay. So I can see what you're saying there, but um, I mean, if the right guy comes along, I'm going to be like, yeah, here, you know, you can get, you can give me that. You can take the tease. That's, that's how, that's how I do it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about what other young players that are possibly untouchable on this roster in terms of upcoming trades. But first, let's hear from Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions, right? If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or, or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy but just get so boring. By like week three you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs and there's so many flavors to choose from coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many more in fact built is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right, Keith, we just touched on Matisse possibly being an untouchable guy, right? 
Now, in your opinion, uh, I, I don't really know if there's any other young player on this roster who's untouchable. So that's maybe, or, or close to untouchable, I should say, other than maybe Tyrese. Tyrese is close. But is there anybody else on this roster where you would kind of throw, or as far as the young guys are concerned, to throw into that category? Nah, it's not. None. Um, and, and that's not a knock against them. I just think that, um, you know, Tyrese has a, a, a huge upside. I think Isaiah Joe, I like him. Me too. But at the same time, when you say untouchables, like, I, I think, like, you're right. The only, like, close to untouchable is, is, uh, is Tyrese. And and there's no one else. I mean, the thing about see the thing about Tyrese and Matisse um, is that they both have a lot of upside. Right. Other guys do too, but they they've shown flashes to where they can become special special players. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you don't like we said you don't want to give up give up on them and they become great elsewhere. Okay. And you look at you look at you look at Tyrese, and you know there was a point in the beginning. Like think about the first preseason game; he looked horrible running yeah. the point. The first preseason game, he did. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was carrying the team. And then Joel comes back, and you're like, "Wow, look at his usage rate." Now we're saying, "Okay, they're they're getting it together." So and 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 he's a hard worker. So with that being said, I don't know if I want to get rid of him. Now, again, if it's right. for someone that's going, you know, that dude, yeah. But like, outside like, of that, no, nah, I don't know. Like, listen, if Damian Lillard or, or James Harden actually you know, do become available and and though those two respective teams as for Tyrese Maxey, then, yeah, I'm giving up Tyrese for a Dame Lillard or a James Harden. That, that's, just, that's just how it's going to work. But, yeah, I mean – Everybody else in this roster, like I like Isaiah Joe. He's showing flashes. He had a hell of a preseason, Keith. He had a yeah. Isaiah was shooting lights out in the preseason. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to carry that over into the regular season. Um, even though he's been getting a lot of open looks, Keith, it just he hasn't been able to knock them down. Like, like that's kind of been, I guess, the more the most disappointing part with Isaiah, especially when he got billed as you know the shooter, um, great shooter at Arkansas, which obviously he was, but it just seems like like this year. He, he's gotten a lot of open looks playing next to Joel and, and some lineups, and he hasn't been able to knock him down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's a, a guy who's going to take him a little, maybe a little bit longer to develop. Yeah, um, I agree And the that. one thing, you know, but, you know, I, I like him. It just seems like his shot, he, maybe he's rushing it a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I like him. I like him now. You know, certain guys that I think that when we, when we look at him, it's like we expect, a whole lot more from him like okay he's gonna be good but then you realize you know they're rotate there there are certain guys who are just rotation guys you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know and 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 no offense like you know he's young so some guys may look at him and say well since he's younger than Furt Khan and this and that he may have a a, a, a bigger upside than Furt. you know what i mean Right. I mean, I'm just saying. So that's the one thing. But yeah, he's not untouchable. He's not untouchable at all. Yeah, and Paul Reed's another one. And and I know, um, you know, the fan base loves Paul Reed. You know, B-ball Paul and everything. He's got a great nickname. He's got great energy. 
but Keith, it just really kind of seems like Paul still needs like a lot of developmental time in the G League, which is why they've continued to kind of send him down to Delaware. They brought him back up, have him with the team a little bit, but then they'll send him down to Delaware again to get the necessary court time. So if Paul Reed were to ever to be involved or in, in trade talks, then then yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I would give him up as well because a Paul Reed's not really going to play much on this team because he's got obviously Joel ahead of him, he's got Andre Drummond ahead of him in the big man rotation, and then even at the power forward spot, there's Tobias and George Niang, um, and then even Charles Bassey, Keith, you can make a case that Bassey has surpassed Reed a little bit in the depth chart. So Paul Paul Reed was, is another one. Like if he were to if he were to be brought up in trade talks, he he's not untouchable either. Yeah, he's not. And the thing about Paul Reed, like he has, he's one of those guys that, you know, in addition to being like the G League MVP and and Rookie of the Year, like he's so athletic and so instinctive. To whereas he's the guy that entices teams. Like oh, look at him. Like look at that potential. So, right. yeah, he, he's not untouchable, but he's also one of those guys who can, um, you know, who, who, who will impress you. And you think, like, let me get him in into my organization and work with him a little bit and, you know, fine tune some things. And he could be a quality player. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. And the Sixers right now, I feel like, Keith, they're obviously not in a position to, like, truly develop players at the moment because they have championship aspirations. You know, it's not like they can like really sit down with Paul and be like, hey, we're going to do this, this and this with you. No, it's it's more about like, dude, we are trying to win right now. So if somebody were to offer something for, for Paul, like or, or, you know, to have him included in an even an even bigger trade for that dude, then then, yeah, here you, you can have him. Um, and then any any other like young player on, on this roster could definitely be moved outside of, you know, Matisse and and uh, and uh, Ty- Tyrese. So. I look at I look at the Sixers roster, and they have a lot of good, intriguing young pieces, but not all of them are definitely untouchable. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay, see one guy we're not even talking about, Jaden Springer. Yeah, Jaden Springer. Okay, um, obviously he's nineteen, so he's he's got like a long way to go. And I, and I think we both kind of realize that he's definitely got some, some work to do. Um, Jaden Springer. He's another one though, that like Keith, he needs so much developmental time that again, if somebody were to be like, Hey, we want Jaden included in this deal. And like, yeah, you can take him because Keith, I, don't, I think Jaden Springer is going to take like maybe two to three years to like be able to fully develop or contribute at the NBA level. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, he's 19, 19. Right, right. But yeah. And he's played well in the G League. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's he's put up good numbers in the G League. I think he had 22 points the other day and it went for the Blue Coats. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's good. He's beginning to show off some offensive skill. And, and, and that's good to see. But, I mean, he's got he's got such a long way to go where it's, it's just like, sure, these are good moments for you in the G League, but – in terms of you contributing at the NBA level yet, no, nah, no, nah. it's, it's going to take you some time. And the Sixers yeah. for me are just, yeah. they're just not, the timeline doesn't exactly match up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. There, there's just like, 
there's just not a lot there when it comes to Jaden that I can even say maybe maybe even in his second year that yeah Jaden Springer's ready to contribute especially when you look at the guys on this roster I mean Shake Milton is still is still obviously ahead of him and then you got Tyrese and you've got um yeah I mean Isaiah Joe is obviously ahead of him as well so Jaden's gonna have a long way to go so if Jaden Springer were to become available um at any point or being asked for to trade yeah you can have him that's just me mm-hmm. okay all right, guys, thank you so much for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, is free and available on all platforms. Now, for everybody, for Keith Pompey, I'm Kai Carlin. We're out. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On 76ers. Peace.